Hi, Origin Podcast listeners. Devin Leishman here. This episode requires a bit of explanation. Origin recently held our annual investor meeting, where we gathered our firm's limited partners to provide updates on their investments, our funds, and the companies that make up their portfolio. We bring CEOs of these portfolio companies to our annual meetings to address our investors directly, as CEOs do a much better job telling their stories than we can. One portfolio company CEO who joined us for this year's annual meeting was Stephen Galanis, co-founder and CEO of Cameo. Cameo is a Chicago-based marketplace that connects consumers with celebrities for personalized video shoutouts. Stephen told Cameo's story during a fireside chat with Origin partner Brent Hill. We've pulled audio from Stephen and Brent's chat directly from the annual meeting footage, abridged it, and released it here as a podcast. The next voice you hear will be Brent's from the annual meeting. Enjoy. Okay. Uh, since we invested in Cameo back in January, the company's been growing very rapidly, and uh, Stephen's been spread pretty thin across the U.S. running this company uh, at a very quick pace. Uh, so we'll set up for a fireside chat. I've got some questions I'd like to uh, ask Stephen. And this company is so hot, it may melt the ice right out from underneath Bobby Hall. <laughs> uh, Stephen, as we get set up here, we just had um, we had somebody wanted to provide some inspiration for you today. Cool. Hi, I'm Steve Galenis, uh, the Blackhawks Hall of Famer and Golden Jet Bobby Hall here. Congratulations on the success of Cameo, uh, but be sure to do a great job explaining Cameo to the investors in the Venture Capital Fund. Best of luck, pal, and go Hawks. <laughs> yeah, so what just happened? I Three days ago, we had this idea that we might have Bobby Hull say something to Stephen, so we went to Cameo, and we went by category into athletes, and we found a Blackhawk among the various athletes that were available. And I could have picked from Brett Favre, but in Chicago, Brett Favre's kind of a marked man. That's probably not a good idea. Correct. And uh, I could have picked from Terrell Owens or a variety of other athletes. And I simply sent a request to Bobby Hull, and I paid $150 for that privilege. The company will get a cut of that. Bobby Hull will get a cut of that. And uh, offered a script, and the script was 250 words or less, and said, Hey, Bobby, Stephen's with us. Can you congratulate him on the success? And what Bobby had in front of him was on his phone, it almost works like a teleprompter. And what I scripted is, in, is available to him so he can record a really nice-looking video while maintaining somewhat of eye contact in the screen. And that's about the average you know, quality of a cameo. So that's very endearing to the recipient. It's very gratifying for the sender. And the number of use cases, in this case it was inspiration, one of the things that we're continually amazed by with this company is the number of different use cases that pop up every single day. So, Stephen, you've been on a uh, you know, really interesting growth curve. I do have a couple of questions, but why don't, why don't you just tell the, uh, the, the group about the, the origin of Cameo, where the idea came from, and why you had so much conviction behind it. Sure. Thanks, Brett. Uh, so Cameo is a marketplace where you can book personalized video shout-outs from over 5,000 different athletes, actors, influencers, talent. We had the idea of leaving my grandmother's funeral of all places. My co-founder, Martin, was an NFL agent that repped a lot of, like, 
picture the 15th best Chicago Bears, so not Brian Urlacher, <laughs> but like somebody more long tail. And he had this realization that selfies were the new autograph. So instead, when you see somebody famous today, you want to take a picture with them, share it on Facebook, tweet it out. You need that social relevancy versus putting you know, a signed jersey up in your office that nobody's going to see. Um, Martin was having a really tough time getting the 15th best Seattle Seahawk player at the time, Cassius Marsh, any type of endorsement deal. Yet he had gotten a 10-second video made for his buddy who now runs marketing at Oculus, but at the time was number two in Nike's marketing department. Uh, this guy was the biggest Seahawks fan in the world, and he had just had his first kid. And he got this player, Cassius Marsh, to send a 10-second video saying, Hey, Brandon, Cassius Marsh from the Seahawks. Heard about your son, Maverick. If he gets your athletic ability, he'll be playing for the Seahawks one day. Go Hawks. He's not wearing a shirt. He's tatted up. He's just driving. It was like the most authentic thing you've ever seen. But what really blew us away was that that guy put it on Instagram and said it was the best gift he'd ever gotten in his life. This guy works with Tiger Woods and LeBron and Kyrie Irving and the biggest stars in the world, yet he cared about the 15th best Seattle Seahawk. So that got us thinking, like, if this guy who has access to all the talent, if he's impressed, so impressed by this, what would the 90,000 people sitting in the rain at any Seahawks game feel if they ever got one of these? And it's basically impossible to do. The only way you get that is if, A, you run into somebody and you stop them and they agree to do it and you're not, like, shell-shocked and you think to actually get them to say that. Or, B, you could try DMing them or tweeting at them, but that's no different than, like, yelling at Chris Bryant at Wrigley, like he's not going to hear you because these people have millions of people all trying to do the same thing. Um, I saw that video and just like immediately felt that there needed to be a marketplace where you could do X for X amount of money. You could do Y activity with Z person. We've started focusing on these one Y activities, these personalized shout outs, but ultimately we think it's an entry point to broker um, all of the greatest like fan talent interactions on earth. So, you know, today it's a, Bobby Hall wishing us, uh, telling me to do a good job explaining Cameo. Tomorrow that might be going golfing with John Daly or, you know, anything else, playing basketball with Scotty Pippen. Talk a little bit about the growth you've experienced since we met. It's been a little bit over a year. And what do you think are some of the driving factors behind it, besides your own team's efforts? Yeah, the team's been uh, incredible, but really our growth has been driven by, like, we're creating a whole new category, to be honest. We had very high conviction that customers would really like this thing. When we saw the, the very first video we ever sold, a father filmed his daughter, and she literally started crying. It was like the greatest thing ever. So the second you have, or the early reviews were like, we sold $1 cameos, but the reviews were, this is the best dollar I've ever spent on anything. And we figured if we can make one person say this is the best gift they've ever got, or this is the you know, the, the very best dollar they've ever spent as we continue to go up market. And that video that used to be $1 is now a thousand. Like it's still the same feeling. That reaction is still the same. Uh, the three biggest drivers of growth for us have been talent acquisition. The way we acquire talent, um, it was interesting just hearing Dave's, you know, how they're scaling. Um, we started purely by going to people we knew. Um, my co-founder and I went to Duke. Our other co-founder went to USC. We had pro athletes, actors, different people like that in our network. So we started with our friends. Our co-founder, Devin, who's our CTO, was actually a Vine star. Vine was a social media platform that got bought by Twitter. And um, these people had, like, cult followings. They made these seven-second videos. We started building the new autograph for athletes, but it wasn't until we got to these influencers 
uh, where Devin's like, I think Cody, like his roommate and people like him, million follower YouTube people that are way more famous than they are rich. You know, these are people with millions of followers, but like don't make that much money. When we started getting those people on the platform, they could drive their own engagement. Um, our secret sauce is that every cameo is a commercial for the next one. They're almost all gifts. So Brent buys me a cameo. I post it on my Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. We watermark it, and these things are just out there. So every time we add more inventory, those people are turning their followers into our customers. Our customers are then evangelizing the product and passing it along. And that's how we've been able to build the business without really any marketing. You know, it's obvious now that this is a thing. It wasn't so obvious 14 months ago. What were, what were, what was some of the skepticism centered around and why did you press on? Yeah, the biggest, what did people miss? You know, what, what did the average person who was skeptical of that this was a thing, what did they, what did they underestimate? Two things. Number one, uh, when people hear about our business, the, the first question I ask is, when are you getting Kim Kardashian or where is Justin Bieber or why isn't LeBron on this thing yet? <laughs> our big thesis was around the long tail of talent. Um, I'm a Duke guy, so a good example. Zion Williamson is a Duke basketball player that hasn't played one second of basketball yet. He's coming into college with 2.1 million followers on Instagram. My best friend, Lance Thomas, who captained a national championship team and starts for the Knicks, has 47,000 followers on Instagram. So people coming up today are more famous than they've ever been before, and there's more of them. Uh, Chris Bryant or guys like Bryce Harper, the biggest people in baseball, they're dwarfed in size by like these high school basketball phenoms coming up. Um, so I think like number one, uh, understanding that we didn't need the top, top tier people. Like our, there's no correlation on our platform between how famous someone is and how much money they make on Cameo. It really has to do a lot more with engagement and how willingness they are to do Cameo. Someone like Brett Favre, is on the platform, but he's 750 bucks. If he was 75 bucks, he'd be doing these all day, maybe to the point where he couldn't keep up. And you could imagine a Justin Bieber with a thousand, you know, hundred thousand followers. If he was charging 10 or 15, 20, $30 a video, he'd get booked so much he could, he wouldn't be able to do them. But at a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, there's so few people in the world that could do it. So we really needed to build this liquidity of less famous, more willing versus more famous, less willing. Um, that was a really big thing. And then on the talent side, there were a lot of questions on, is this a good look as talent to be charging your fans for things? Um, that was just something that we just kind of beat down. And over time, we started seeing things like musicians that were on Cameo, seeing their merch sales increase or Real Housewives, seeing their social engagement increase. So really what we've learned about two years in is that this is something that is brand additive versus brand dilutive to the talent. In the same way, if Patrick Kane walked in here and took a selfie with every one of us, we're all putting it on our own Facebooks, and then all your friends are freaking out that you met Patrick Kane today. It's the same thing. It's not brand dilutive for him to do something nice. This is exactly that, but it's amplified. Let's change, let's change a little bit. You've been growing really, really fast. Talk up a little bit about the stress you felt in the organization, where you've been pressed as a leader, where you've gone for help. Yeah, the uh, we've grown really fast. So just to put in perspective, when we met Origin, uh, I think we had two full-time employees. I think we hadn't even hired our first non-founder engineer yet. We built the team with a lot of interns. And what we realized early, like it was me, my two co-founders, and uh, 12 interns last summer. And we learned quickly that we could ramp like 18, 19, 20 year olds to do inside sales, which for us is 
direct messaging talent on Instagram and Twitter. Like we don't cold call, we don't email, it's all social media outreach. And that has allowed us to hire like really young, hungry people that are giving them their dream job. We don't have to pay them um, as much as like when I was at LinkedIn, for example, uh, paying an SDR to do a really complex enterprise sale. Um, so I think team building has been big. Like this is, we've, we're now 26 employees. And so we have a lot of, you know, organizational things to go, but just having great mentors, you know, Brent's an observer for me, uh, Mike Amson, who's the global head of sales at LinkedIn is someone that I've leaned on a ton as well as a lot of the other, uh, CEOs in town and marketplace businesses, guys like Matt Maloney, um, guys like Mark Lawrence, those have been indispensable for me to, to just try to get my ramp. One of the things they talked about at the CEO summit yesterday was that a lot of times businesses grow exponentially, but people scale up linearly. So I've been really fortunate to have great people around me that have helped, you know, uh, increase my growth curve and, uh, get me to where I need to be as quickly as possible. Okay. This is my last one. If we're around the campfire again, a year from now, what do you think you'll look back on as maybe the biggest impact or change or, you know, what, what will be the focus of our conversation a year from now? So just so you guys have an idea, we think there's 3 million people in the world that can be on this. We have 5,000 right now. So everything we're doing is about scaling inside sales and getting all of the talent. But I, I highly, if I had to guess, you know, I think next, by the end of next year, we'll have moved a little bit more into some B2B stuff. Uh, one of the big opportunities we get, these are mostly almost all are like person to person shout outs, but we occasionally get businesses. So you could imagine like Mr. Beef on, uh, on Orlean street, getting the seventh best Blackhawk to say, this is the best Italian beef in town. And they would, instead of paying $50 for that, maybe that's 500 or 5,000 with the exact same technology. Um, so I, I think we'll be talking a little bit more about B2B. I think we'll be talking about international growth. We sent our first employee out to London, 30% of our revenue today is already coming from abroad. Um, so I think we'll be talking a, a lot about about like how are we winning in Bollywood or how are we winning in South Korea with the K-pop or what are we doing in Latin America? I think that's what we'll be talking about next year. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.